and welcome to On the Preds with me, your host, Alex Doherty of A to Z Sports, and of course, my co-host, Sean Smith, also of A to Z Sports. We are here to talk Preds and Preds hockey, and boy, are the Preds struggling. Struggle bus, struggle subway, Str- struggle struggle 747 is what the Preds Ooh. are right now. Wow. Uh, str- struggle blimp. They're riding Ooh. the struggle blimp. Struggle blimp. It is not good in Preds land right now, Sean. No, it's not. There are a lot of things going poorly. I think we can all agree. And I think I'd like to start with kind of a list of things that are going on. First of all, how are you? Are you doing good? Uh, you know, I'm great. It's it's funny you mentioned blimps because I was. Have you ever have you ever been in a blimp before, Alex? Yeah. Really? I, wait. I may, maybe not. I, I, it's hard to say. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to say. That's. I feel like that's a momentous I, I occasion. Been, in a, in I a have been in a life. blimp, but the blimp was not in the air. I was in. A, I, I went inside like a blimp. You went to a Blimpies and you got a, a sub no. sandwich. Is that what you're no. telling me? I went inside a blimp, but the blimp was not in the air. I, that makes sense, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that must have been a really big blimp on the ground, though. That must have been a sight to see. These things are huge. Yeah, they are. But anyways, but the point is, the Preds are in a really bad situation right now. Uh, they have lost five straight. And what that means is that that is the longest losing streak. I looked this up today. That is the longest losing streak under John Hines for the Nashville wow. Predators, um, five games, five games without a win. Uh, they've had two previous se- segments where they lost four games in a row, and uh, that was that was actually early, earlier this calendar year. Uh, but they've now lost five, oh four and one. <laughs> four games in a row. You mean the playoffs, Alex? <laughs> I, I was just looking at regular season, but yes, that happened oh. as well. So yeah, three times if you count the playoffs. I was yeah. I was only looking at regular season. But, well. I also looked at John Hines had a uh, has a a ten game losing streak in his career that was with New Jersey obviously Ooh. so not immune to the losing streak John Hines is um, but I, I have a bunch of stuff here and I guess let's just jump into it because there's a let's lot of there's a lot not going well so okay. here's a couple things first of all uh, Roman Yossi has one assist in seven games. <sighs> Roman Yossi had a 100-point season last year. Not not quite 100-point season last year. He's got one assist in seven games. I mean, I didn't look into this totally, but I'm going to guess he did not have very many stretches last year where he had one point in seven games. Maybe not any stretches. Probably not. The other thing would be the other most important player on the team, UC Saros. UC Saros mm. is 1-3-1. and one. He has an 894 save percentage. A 908 save percentage at five on five, which ranks 35th out of 63. So right in the middle, 63 goalies have played at least one game this year. He ranks 35th at five on five. That's like, you know, that's replacement level. I mean, that's like average, you know. And he ranks 37th in goals saved above average. Usually, UC Soros is like top five in that category, like all year, and he's 37th right now. So UC Soros, not. Not a good start to the year. No. Let's see. What else do we have? We have um, the the McDonough. The, sorry, the Ryan McDonough Matias Ekholm pairing. 
Out of 96 pairs with at least 30 minutes together, so they've played at least 30 minutes together, there's 96 pairs like that in the NHL. The Ekholm and McDonough rank 70th in expected goals chances for, expected goals for, and 89th in expected goals allowed. So they are allowing, they're among the worst in the league in terms of allowing expected goals. And we've seen that play out. I mean, they've, they've been they've been on the ice for some some bad ones. I mean, it's just not been pretty. It's true. Okay, that's it. That's all the bad part. Oh, wait. No, it's not. There's still more oh. awful. Oh. So here we go. Forsberg, Granlin, Duchesne. They have combined for four goals through seven games. Okay, that's not awful. Until you consider that one of them is an empty netter. Yeah. And another one was the goal, uh, the power play goal against – Philadelphia on Saturday that really just came too late, really meant with nothing. A, with an empty net, too. With an empty net, yes, exactly. Well, it wasn't just five on four. That was six on four. Six on four, right, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's two, two, two of those goals are, you can really, I mean, they're not really a reflection of, like, that line, you know, playing like we saw last year. No. So that's that. The herd line has been inconsistent. They haven't really done much. They've, they've had their moments. They've had some good moments. Um but they they're not and and then on Saturday they kind of got split up, right? Yeah, Trennan played up. Trennan played up. Um where did Tolvanen go? Did he play? He was on the fourth line um with Glass and McCarran. McCarran played. McCarran. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, McCarran played. With Big Sexy, Alex. Yeah. Boy, what a line. Ellie Tolvanen, Cody Glass. And Michael McCarron. Okay, so that happens, and then and then on just on top of that, you know, the the, the sort of headline of, of if you take these first seven games, the headline is penalties. They lead yeah. the league in penalty minutes. They're fourth in penalty minutes per game, third in penalties taken. Their penalty kill has actually kind of saved them. I mean, like they've it could have been even worse if their penalty kill wasn't tenth best in the league right now. Yeah, a lot of practice, and then their power play, god awful, thirtieth. And that percentage, you ready for this? You ready for this percentage? I'm, I'm not really, but I don't think it's going to stop you. 6.9. Well, that's kind of nice. There you go. That's, that's what I was setting up there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's a lot of stuff, but that's almost every single line. That's every single defensive pairing. We didn't really talk about the third pairing. Oh, by the way, the, the one, one side note, Mark Borbietsky is doing better after that awful yeah. situation on Saturday. So that's, that's good um, that he's Im- improving and, and seems like he's going to be okay. I mean, he's probably going to be out a while, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, but every every line, goaltending, defensive pairs, every single part of it, there is not one single part of the Nashville Predators that's playing good right now. I can't think of anyone. I mean, you know, it seems like Cole Smith is exceeding expectations. What those expectations had, would be. You've had some pretty ugly things to say about Smith recently, so I'm just trying to build a guy up. That's all I'm trying to do. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> you're right. And, and what's hard, I think, is that it's all happening at the beginning of the season. And not just the beginning of the season, but coming off of what looked to be two very exciting very impressive wins against the Sharks in Prague. And I think what makes that hard is that 
you kind of had this this start to the season before anybody else started playing, and it was like, whoa, hey, two wins, and they looked like they were in control most of the time on both of those games. This team's going to be all right. They've made these changes. Forsberg's back. He's He's got a contract signed, nothing to worry about. The addition of Nino Niederreiter, the addition of Ryan McDonough, the team's gotten stronger. They've got some more scoring help on the second line, and you've got a, a defender that's really just – strengthen the the d unit on this team and then you come back and this happens and it's it's a little bit it's deflating you know like that blimp you talked about being in on the ground and if that really happened um you know how blimps have like a little compartment that you that you stay in yeah i've been in one of those yeah i think there's two there's two types of people in the world people who've been on blimps Okay, and people I guess who the lie about being I'm on not on a blimp. I, I was in the little container. There's at the the aerospace museum or whatever. Okay, was there, was there a blimp attached to it, or was it just the box? What do you consider a blimp? I mean, I, 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 I was in I was in the box that is part of the blimp. The 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 blimp the the inflated part wasn't inflated, but but you're I at the air the air and space museum. Yeah, and it was so. Was it just? Like the the travel compartment, or was the the upper part was inflated, just not up in the air? Like they this just gotten out of up. control. Let me just re, re restate: I've not been in a blimp, never been okay. inside a blimp. I just I don't. I thought like you said it. And I was like, that's awesome. I was going to ask you all kinds of cool questions about like your adventures, and you're just like, well, it was on the ground. Yeah, and it wasn't, ground. and it was in a building. You, and, you were on a. If you said if you said have you been on a plane, and I'd never been flew in a plane before probably wouldn't say yes i've been in a plane even if i'd been like on one that's on the ground so okay yeah i, I mean your story well, fell apart on its own well, anyway not important speaking of, falling apart, speaking of falling apart the worst loss of this entire losing streak in my opinion was the columbus loss so the king's one was pretty bad but they they did get a point out of that i mean it's true it's like that's that's horribly you know that's that's yeah. not an excuse but like they, they did get a point technically um, the Columbus loss was horrible. I mean, yeah. they were controlling that game. They should be better than that Columbus team. That Columbus team's not terrible, but they should be better than that Columbus team. They were owning possession for a while, but then they just handed it to them. And the third period was awful. Columbus just took over and uh, did not even go out of there with uh, without a point. Was that was bad? And then they, you know, the the Philadelphia game was a little different. I mean, I felt like that one was just kind of played out differently, but. The Columbus loss was so bad. Well, my, my take on, on Columbus is it's like you said, you had a team that was dominating, in my opinion, looked good, looked strong, and then all of a sudden it just snapped and it was gone and it looked like they couldn't recover from, from what happened because it happened so quickly. With the Flyers, and this is the thing, and I, uh, over on Renegades of Puck, I, I was kind of giving a preview of that Flyers game, and I made the comment. I'm like, you know, the Flyers, whom everybody has said are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NHL this season, really seem like they want to prove everybody wrong. Now, I'm not saying that at the end of 82 games they're going to be at the top of the standings, but they're putting on quite a show. And so I wasn't surprised that they gave a challenge. It's, I think the scary thing was the Predators were doing everything right in that game, they just weren't scoring. And Philadelphia, honestly, was really opportunistic with their scoring and just kind of took advantage of every little mistake that the Predators made to turn it around on them really quick. And, and once they had them on their heels, it seemed like they 
just couldn't pull it all in. Like you mentioned that Duchesne six on four goal with an empty net. Um, you know, they seemed like they were buzzing at that point, but when you're buzzing with an empty net and a few minutes left on the clock, it's way too late. You gotta, you gotta get that earlier. I, I just went and looked at some, some things. I, I, this, this kind of blow my mind, blows my mind. So, all right. So some of the goals they've given up, I, and so they, they lose to the Kings and two goals in the third period go to a gentleman named Matt Roy, who was a defenseman who going into that game, I believe had 11 career goals. Yeah. Matt Roy. So he scores twice in the third period to tie it up. <laughs> so, but here are some other names of players that scored against the Predators this week. Uh, Justin Danforth. Heard of him? I haven't. Uh, maybe some people out there have, but Justin Danforth had uh, 10 career goals going into the game against the Predators. He scored uh, his second goal of the year. Um, how about Nick Blankenberg? Um, and some Blanken man. goals. <laughs> Nick Blankenberg scored uh, against the Predators. That was the game. I think it was the tying goal, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, I think so. Against Columbus. That was his first goal this year, second career goal. So my, my the theme here is the Predators are giving up goals to guys that just don't score. I mean, like, yeah. these are these are not – the they gave up the goal to, to Johnny Goudreau. They gave up a goal to Kevin Hayes. Kevin Hayes is a pretty good player. Uh, I believe in the uh, – I forget who all scored in the Kings game, but it was – Fairly typical goal scores there, if I remember correctly, except for Matt Roy. Um, but th these are these are okay. Matt uh, Zach McEwen, Zach McEwen, who is a yeah fringe I mean, NHLer, fr very fringe, very fringe yeah. NHLer, scored his tenth career goal. So that's <laughs> so that's tenth career goal of Zach McEwen, thirteenth uh, yep. career goal Matt Roy, and Justin Danforth his twelfth career goal. Uh, Nick Blankenberg, second career goal. And then there's Joel Faraby, who is the the Rocket Richard of the group, uh, <laughs> who has 46 career goals, Joel Faraby. Faraby's a good player. I like I like Joel Faraby, actually. But um, but he's still not – I mean, he's a, his career high is 20 goals on the season. So he's not like an insane goal scorer. So my point is – and these are all goals. These All, all these goals came at huge moments. Like yeah. these were game-tying goals – uh, late, you know, come from behind third period goals, um, uh, pivotal moment or early goals in, in that, that Philadelphia game where uh, the Preds, that was, it, Zach McEwen scored the second goal, that very late in the first period, second goal. That was uh, a momentum killer right there. Momentum killer, right. So, um, man, like it, th that right there tells you a lot. Like, I don't understand exactly how that happens. Like, I, I mean, are, are they just not, playing these guys as tight or are they making defensive mistakes are they underestimating these guys i don't know but like that's that's a bad list of players to give up a lot of key goals to if you're well, giving up goals like to nathan mckinnon patrick kane Connor mcdavid okay but not right. matt roy nick blanken blankenberg justin daycroft whatever his name is what's his name justin danforth you know yes that, well, and you got to remember, even even playing against the Sharks, they let Luke Cunning score. <laughs> right. Familiar I don't know what face. Hold that was for. 
Um, one thing I think the Predators should do is maybe they need to get a little bit better sleep. Maybe they need to relax their back. If they want to do oh. that, John, you know where they got to go? They got to go to relax the back. And the store in 2020 Glenica Earth, right? Next time those guys are uh, in, in town or ne- next, next time that these, these Predators are needing to uh, upgrade their their relaxation environment in their home. They need to go to 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville uh, and check out Relax the Back because they've got tons of customized comfort options for the office, for relaxing at home, for sleeping at night. I've got a little image here if you want to check your screens if you're joining us on YouTube. Uh, so right here, we've got a good shot here of some uh, awesome options they have at the Relax the Back store. They've just upgraded their store. They've redone the interior. It looks amazing. On the left there, you can see the um, the techno gel uh, bed. That's what I laid on to test out what you know what kind of bed I'm going to get next. Uh, it's a, it's incredible stuff. It's in, it puts your back in the right position for sleeping. On the right, those are some of their more high end massage chairs. Those things are incredible. You sit in them. They come. They contour to your body. They get your body in the right position, uh, and they're great for recovery. So there you go. You got to go to 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville. Uh, check it out. Uh, of course, many sleep options. I mentioned the techno gel. They got wedge systems and posture pillows for getting you in the correct natural position. That zero gravity is all about getting your spine the way it wants to be in that natural sleeping position that we are so uh, not used to anymore as, as we go through our life and sleep, have poor sleep patterns. Um, so go there, check it out. A sleep agent is on hand every day to talk to Glenn. He owns the store and talk to them about the four pillars of wellness, healthy sleep, healthy body, healthy work, and healthy mind. Um, all right. So I, I feel like we need to maybe give people some some semblance of like context about where this is. So we've talked a lot about how bad it is. It is very bad. Five-game losing streak. They're two, four, and one. They're fifth in the central. Uh, yeah. Just a horrible place. But, Sean, is there anything we can tell people – it gives them any semblance of hope or, or about the future. Or I know you said you had something that you wanted to share. Yeah, I, I've been I've been doing some research today um, for a piece that should be coming out soon. Um, a little more, a little more in depth than some of the more recent explorations of the uh, reverse retro jersey and things like that. So um, I want to talk about. <laughs> I know it was thrilling, but. Um, I want to talk about some other teams. I want to talk about the uh, Colorado Avalanche last season. Maybe maybe you remember the Colorado Avalanche, but um, yeah. the Predators met them in the first round of the playoffs where they were uh, handily destroyed um, in four games, that four-game losing streak we just discussed. And um, they did eventually, uh, if you recall, win the Stanley Cup. Now, what I want to say is that you're going to notice a trend here is that the teams we're talking about are the teams that have won the Stanley Cup. So I just went and looked at the first few games of each each of those teams during their championship season. So if you had to guess, Alex, over the first seven games of the Avalanche season last season, what was their record? The four and three. Stan- ah, close. Three and four. Three and four. Three and four. They lost their first. I mean, they won their first game, then lost three in a row, won one in a shootout, lost another one, and then won the seventh. Um, and then they won their eighth, and then lost two more games, both of the Columbus Blue Jackets, um, before winning, going on a winning streak after that that looked pretty impressive. Um, so, you know, I, 
this isn't me saying like, don't worry, the Preds are going to win the Stanley Cup, but I, I want people to understand because it seems like so many of these reactions that people are having to this, you know, this start are very, very negative. And it's almost like there's never been a start this bad in the history of the NHL. But I want to point out that, look, last year's Stanley Cup champions started off with uh, one more win than the Predators have. Now, that's that's fun, but let's talk about the 2020, um, 2021 uh, Lightning. And they is a little bit different. What would you guess their, their record was in the first seven games? It's mm. different, trust me. <laughs> Five and two. Five, one, and one. Five, one, and one. Yeah, they had two losses. One was in one was in overtime. But so they did get a point. But you know, that's look, they eventually won the Stanley Cup. Um, and what's funny is uh, you know, two of the teams that uh they beat in those first seven games were in fact the Nashville Predators. Um, so okay, let's look at the 2019-2020 Lightning again. If you had to guess, Alex, what was their record? One and six. Well, you're you're trying to play into what I'm trying to do here, but you're wrong. It's uh, it's four. Let me see, four, two, and one. They 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 lost okay. one in overtime. But you know, again, it's 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 a, a better start. What do you what do you think about what do you think about the St. Louis Blues back in 1819? What was their record to start? Now I know they seven were bad. games. I know they were bad to start. Let's go. Let's go one and six for them. They were two. Three and two. Two, three, and two. Two, three, and two. Yeah, they were not a great start. They were real bad through through Christmas. Yeah, no, I mean, you're exactly right. But, I mean, the thing is, you know, look, uh, let's keep going, but you'll see what I'm trying to do here. All right, look, 2017, 2018, um, let's talk about the, uh, who is this? The Capitals, yeah. Well, you know, they started off with with a shootout win, another win, overtime loss, loss a win a loss and a loss i mean it's not like they seem like they had anything going on at the beginning of that season either yeah let's go back to the year before with the penguins um look they won their first game in a shootout won their second game overtime loss loss win loss win and you know what's funny and the, they, uh, fired, they fired their coach they fired their coach like november or december and then that and then he and then uh what's his name mike johnson took him right all the way. But then the Predators that same season, the the eventual eventual Western Conference champions, if you will, um, you know, a team that everybody, I mean, gosh, when you, when you hear people talk about that team, and, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but you know, we're we're several seasons removed from the 16, 17 Predators. I mean, gosh, they were still wearing Reebok jerseys. Um, you know, when people talk about that team, they oh, there is a team. That team had some grit. That team could they could get the job done, right, Alex? Have you heard that before? I have. Guess what their record was to start off what? the first seven games. Just what guess. Was... Wait, who is this again? The Predators in sixteen seventeen. Oh yeah, they were pretty bad. They were they started off pretty bad that year. You know what they started off two, two and five. Two and five. Two and five. Yeah. Two and five. So I, I I'm not saying this. By the way, I was wrong. It was the fifteen sixteen Penguins. They had Mike Johnston. They fired him, and then Mike Sullivan won two cups in a row <laughs> that's right that's right i thought that seemed a little off but i you were you were rolling and you know, i mean as a man who's been in a blimp i gotta take your word for it um anyway here's the thing i'm not saying that 
correlation equals causation, that necessarily a, a bad start to the season means you're going to win the Stanley Cup championship. But I want people to see that over the course of the first seven games, the season is not won, nor is it lost. This is just a rough start. Now, the real question is, talk to me after the next 13 games. If the, if the uh, record's still really lopsided, yeah, something's wrong, like really wrong. But if this writes itself, then it was, hey, it's just uh, a rough, rough start. And, and a lot of teams have had that and ended up winning the Stanley Cup. So I don't think you can really, I mean, again, I'm not saying you're wrong, Alex. I'm not I, saying I, you're wrong. The problem is, the problem is, I, I think, so I, I keep coming back to, I don't know what this team is even good at right now. I don't know what particular thing that you, you can say they do well. There, there's, there's almost nothing, and so in previous parts. Now that doesn't mean that the, the, they won't discover that, but in previous years, when the team struggled, there was almost always a a backbone, and usually it was the goaltender, Pecorine, Saros, and Saros at times, or or Roman Yossi. Back back earlier this, at the end of last year, end of 2022, uh, Roman Yossi was like kind of the only thing going well i mean it was it was pretty much just like him and sorrows and that was it and no one yeah. really felt good about the where the team was going so um but what what is that now i mean like nino niederreiter early on was like kind of a big part but i mean that that line has struggled the last few games um tolvanen has had moments but he almost seems like he has too much to do like he's kind of focusing on like playing a 200 foot game he doesn't have, can't can't really score as much He's also not right. playing on the power play, um, at least not the top power play. Um, talked about the defense. I mean, it, the, the the structure of the defense does not look pretty. doesn't doesn't look like they know exactly where they're going. They've had breakdowns. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the biggest thing that you can count on usually almost almost every year with the Nashville Predators is that their goaltending is going to save them. This yeah. is what it looks like. When the goaltending doesn't save them. You're right. And I, I've said for a long time, this this team has been, uh, you know, up until you saw, you know, Riddick in net last season, and everyone was like, what is this? This goalie's not very good. I mean, you know, most teams have a fairly replacement level backup goaltender. Nashville's been very, very spoiled with the goaltending tandem for, for quite a while. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you get a, get a guy like Riddick backing you up. And I, mean, I hate to say that because he seems like a fantastic person. But when you've got someone like Riddick back there, you can't rely on the backup. And at the same time, if you then have a starter who's struggling, then you really start to feel what that's like to be on a team that doesn't have stellar goaltending. And you're like, oh, this is, this is pretty bad. So, yeah. you know, you, you mentioned Tolvin, and I, I feel like you made a good point. You know, his, his, he's trying to focus on his 200-foot game, and that that's something that um, it seemed like had developed pretty well and they thought that they were going to be able to rely on him at this point to kind of get back to, okay, now that you've got the 200 foot game under control. Now that when you're on the offensive zone, that's when you need to kind of turn it on and, and use your gifts and your unique talents to make things happen. And, you know, he had a few, he didn't start on the second line. He had a few shots there. Um, when they saw a little chemistry, but they've been pretty quick to move on. And I think that's kind of the story of the season is, you know, look, they said in camp that that other wing spot on the second line was up for grabs. It seems like it still is. It seems like it's an open audition. And it's just continuing on into the season. And that's Definitely. that's 
that doesn't just impact the second line. That impacts the third line because you see Trennan moving up, which impacts the fourth line because you see Cole Smith playing up there and Tolvanen moving down. So there's a lot of chaos on those, you know, I don't want to use the word bottom three, but on every line except the top line is seeing some yeah. shifting. And it's hard to get chemistry going when you're, you've got a different person on your wing every night or every other people night. That, people that are right now calling for, you know, Hines to get fired or whatever, like, Folks, that's not going to happen. It's, I mean, uh, seven no. games ostensibly after seven games after John Hines got an extension, uh, a two-year extension, they're not going to fire. Like it's not <laughs> going to happen in the seventh games. Um, but I think I think that there's it's it's perfectly reasonable to to want answers and like to under to to to, sure. to want people to or to want the team to respond and to improve. Um, so, you know, they've, they've got St. Louis on Thursday. They've got Washington on Saturday. Both of those teams are, you know, better than the Nashville Predators right now. And they're, they're kind of, you know, they're not like incredible. I, I don't understand why the, uh, Blues have only played three games so far. That's very weird. Really? The Blues have played three games. Yeah. They, maybe they're playing tonight. They might be playing tonight, but they play as of, you know, there's some teams that have played seven and eight games and they've only played three. The Predators have played seven. Very weird. But the, the Blues have three games yeah. and they, they're three and oh. The, basically, the, the Blues are uh, a team that the Predators are probably not going to match up well. I mean, if, if, if the team, if the Predators struggle to get offense going against a team like the Flyers, well, they're probably going to struggle against the Blues because the Blues are better than the Flyers. So uh, that does not bode well for Nashville. <laughs> So we'll see what happens with Predators this week. Uh, two more games to, to test it out. They have a few days off here where, you know, they definitely um, probably going to get away a little bit. They have community community week or whatever it is. Uh, so they'll do that. And then they come back Thursday for the Blues and then Wednesday, sorry, Saturday for the Capitals. And then they go on a nice little six game, uh, five game, sorry, five game West Coast trip uh, where they can maybe find a couple wins. I don't know who knows, but until then, we will be uh, putting out all kinds of content. Of course, Sean already mentioned that he'll have some stuff up this week. I know I will as well, uh, trying to address exactly what's going on with these Nashville Predators. No, John Hines is not going to get fired. Players are probably not going to get traded or cut right now. Uh, they're just going to have to work through it. So sorry if that's kind of what you're calling for, but it's probably not going to happen. You're, it's going to have to be a lot worse for that to happen. So, um until then, we'll uh, yeah, check out all of our hockey coverage at A2ZSports.com and uh, follow Sean on Twitter at SDSNSH. Follow me on Twitter at AlexDarty1. And we'll see everybody next time.